do everything I possibly can to reach out to broad segments of Athens. As you know, it's a very complex and layered community in which there are a lot of different individuals and constituencies. So really, since Election Day, I've spent a lot of time talking to business owners, regular folks on the street, nonprofit directors, people within the government, department heads, the county manager, people in state government, uh, the the new governor, Mm -hmm. uh, just to make sure that we're putting as many opportunities on the table as we possibly can. Opportunities for what? What kind of opportunities are we talking about? Really just opportunities for better lives for the residents of Athens. People who really want to be in safer neighborhoods and people who want to be more physically connected to amenities throughout town, people who want better jobs. And so it's that collection of things that I'm working fervently on every day. I was just in Atlanta at the Capitol the last two days. The Georgia Municipal Association, the Consortium of Cities Across the State, kind of hosts an annual gathering during the legislative session. And every time I would tell somebody, I'm mayor of Athens, they would get a glow on their face. I mean, people love Athens. Uh, people have all these fond memories of their time here as an undergrad or in grad school or coming to see football games. Um, in just a week, I'm going to be seeing the drive-by truckers play at the 40-watt club. And they, they have this uh, annual three-night stand they do there. And every time I'm there, I meet people from Illinois and Wisconsin and Connecticut and England and California. And, and they look forward to coming to Athens And I want that glow that people feel around Athens to be held by everybody who lives in Athens day in, day out. Mayor Kelly Gertz in studio with us this morning. Your predecessor, Nancy Denson, after the elections of last year, that now locally famous quote, I I mentioned to her, hey, Athens just made a big left turn. She said, no, Athens just made a U-turn in terms of the types of people that are now serving on the Athens-Clark County Commission. Now, what do you say to those folks who are concerned about the direction of local government now? I think it's easy to say, sure, you've got a uh, maybe a more diverse commission now. You've certainly got a much younger commission th- than the one that I came on to, where I was the youngest member for more than a decade, and, and now sort of I'm in the middle of the pack. Um, but I'd ask everybody to focus on the substantive questions. What are we going to do around better transportation management? What are we going to do about better housing opportunity? What are we going to do to bring more and higher wage jobs? Those are the things that when I talk to the commissioners, people are really eager to sink their teeth into. And so I'd say, you know, don't, don't worry about people's haircuts. You mm-hmm. know, those, those stylistic kinds of things really aren't what makes up the quality of a government. All right. People are worried, Mayor Kelly Gertz, right out of the gate, uh, this moratorium. Uh, two things about that, the moratorium on uh, the downtown demolition. Two things about that. One is the substance itself. But more than that, I've heard from a couple of commissioners and others who are concerned about the way it was done. A Friday afternoon commission meeting, those almost never happen. That part of it, and I pay attention to this kind of thing. Mm. Maybe I missed it. But the meeting itself was advertised as a meeting to discuss housing. Okay, you're going to discuss housing. Next thing I know, here comes this moratorium on on a ban on demolitions downtown. So those two concerns there that people are raising, what do you say? First of all, where were you on this? You didn't have to vote, but as an issue, where were you? That's right. Well, when when a a cluster of the commission comes and says, you know, we're very concerned about – seeing some buildings come down in, in a you know, relatively small quadrant of downtown. We're talking about basically just the western component of the National Register Historic District of downtown, basically this sort of two-by-three-block area between Pulaski Street and College Avenue. 
Uh, and, and we want to make sure that we don't lose the fabric that defines us. When people think about Athens, not certainly everybody, but many people think about the downtown and the magnetism of that place, and we don't want to destroy that magnetism. So what we did a couple of weeks ago was follow the sort of pattern of other historic district considerations that we've seen on Millage Circle and uh, Castalia and other places throughout the community over the last decade. And so we put a one-year moratorium on demolition of just that set of about two dozen buildings uh, on the West End of downtown. Is there anything specific? Was somebody planning something? I I don't know everything. There had been a a, a demolition permit pulled for the Say building, which sits across Lumpkin from the old post office downtown. And so there was concern that that could be the first of many. Uh, and, And so that was the specific catalyst. And back in 2005, there had been consideration of a larger downtown historic district. But I think some of those outlying property owners were concerned about what that would foretell for their own property and their own use of of their their space. And flash forward 13 years, you've seen downtown become even more valuable, even more magnetic. Uh, And so I, I think we've seen that the historic core of downtown has made it a stronger downtown, not a weaker one. Uh, and I'll add on top of that, one of the benefits of being in an historic district is you get a nine-year tax freeze. So at this time of rising property values, those folks who might want to be in the downtown historic district could see a real benefit. A uh, to the benefit. question of transparency or the mm. lack thereof, that, that this was not advertised, people didn't know this was in the pipeline. Some commissioners felt blindsided by this. Well, I, I'll say that that this was advertised. So uh, Georgia law asks that you advertise a public meeting 24 hours in advance. No, the and, meeting, and, but and, not the substance. No, the, the substance was, uh, in fact, th- there was a previously standing meeting that was a, a HUD requirement for us to receive some training. And so that's what had been advertised a couple of weeks prior. And then there was an additional item advertised the day before. Fair enough. Uh, Mayor Kelly Gertz in studio with us this morning. Take our break early. Come back because I want to spend a lot of time on this SPILOS list, the SPLOS 2020, Absolutely. the list of projects. Am I reading this right? Did I do the commas right? Almost one, a little more than $1.2 billion. A little more than a billion dollars. A request. That's right. We're almost talking stimulus money here. Again, <laughs> uh, again and, and a government that isn't shut down today, uh, Atlanta and everybody else closing because of the snow. None of that here. I'm looking at the list of projects. And by the way, you can look at it, too. It's online. It's not like I have classified information here. It's online now. The Athens Clark County website, SPLOS 2020. Now, I'm going to vote on this in November. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, would raise over the next decade $1.2 billion, That's with a B. That is the projection. That's $1.2 uh, billion. Th- That's the number of uh, the value of the projects that have been right. submitted. The, the tax would raise actually about $278 million okay. over a decade. How would we pay for the rest of this stuff? Uh, well, so those are all submittals, and so uh, but not all of these are going to make the final that, cut. That's exactly right, Tim. And some of them may, may see the light of day in a reduced or modified version or a combined version. So what happens every time uh, Athens Clark County lines up a splossed referendum is we have a call for projects, and that call for projects goes out to folks within departments: transportation, public works, central mm-hmm. services, housing and community development, and others. And then it goes out to the public at large. And so other public institutions like Athens Technical College, I know you were talking to Dr. Daniel earlier, mm-hmm. um, the Clark County School District can submit projects. And then citizens, you or I or anybody uh, off the street could say, you know, we think this is a great 
public works, capital project, and of course SPLOS, the special purpose local option sales tax, is only for capital projects, building stuff that is, or buying stuff. Listener wants to know what if our priorities change over 10 years, which they will. I mean, it's a matter of a decade, things will change. Absolutely. And part of what you do in a SPLOS package is a couple of things. You have some buckets of uh, of a funding opportunity, and so you know you may want some parks, but the specifics of exactly which parks you want to line up first may change over the course of that decade. So you develop the language that allows you to have some flexibility. And the other thing that I would say about SPLOST is that some of this is going to have to involve some of those multi-generational kind of projects that not only are going to last for this 10-year period of time, but we're going to be looking at, or somebody's going to be looking at, 50 years or 100 years from now when you talk about things like uh, a, a judicial facility and our space management and modernization needs, and particularly our housing needs. That I was just about to go on. there. Began this segment, you're talking about poverty, persistent poverty in Athens. As outlined now, and again, the list, you can see it at Athens-Clark County's government website, uh, $44 million would be earmarked for affordable housing. How's that going to work? So. What we would have is a, a pot that could fund both small and medium and large projects. It may involve complete revitalization of some total neighborhoods or may involve some 2 or 10 or 20-unit kind of projects. Well, the people who typically do that are private sector developers. There often has been a private sector and public sector collaboration, particularly in recent years. So Columbia Brookside is, is an example of one of those. And we could see some similar projects that allow people to move into safer places than they're living now in a more diverse environment where the kids who are rolling out of those doorways every morning are seeing more than just other folks who are living in desperate circumstances. And we also know that we've got a crunch right now. The market is very pent up. And so this could provide the opportunity to really open up some development prospects broadly and bring some private developers to the table as partners. The other thing about putting local dollars into the housing pot is that much more avails federal resources and foundation funds. So you can draw down a lot more dollars than just this 44 $45 million that we're talking about when you look at federal funds, some foundation money. And there's conversation in the state house right now about some state funds going into this kind of activity. Too. Now, we'll just carve out the rest of the morning and talk about this question from a listener here. I mean, it's, it's a huge <laughs> question. I said, ask the mayor. He's on the wrong side of the poverty housing issue. Fix why they are poor. Now, I know those efforts have been going on for a long time, and probably uh-huh. I haven't looked through probably some things in here that would speak to that. What would you say to that? I'd say that the, the listener makes a good point, that we do have to work both ends of the fulcrum. We both have to increase the stock of reasonably priced housing that's available in the community, and then we've got to move other measures, too, and we've got to make sure that there's a pipeline to high-end employment. So we're thinking about kids who are coming out of the emergent or the uh, the the, the uh, birth ward at Piedmont Athens Regional at St. Mary's. We've got to think about that early childhood education question and partner with the Clark County School District. We've got to think about Athens Technical College and absolutely the University of Georgia as this complete pipeline. When folks are looking at siting here as an economic interest, as uh, an employer, they're thinking, what's the quality of life here? And it's great in Athens. We hear that time and time again. And also, where's our talent pool? And we've got that talent pool lined up. And so I'm going to be working fervently as I've been uh, really uh, over the last year to build employers from the ground up here and bring employers to town so that we do diminish this problem and we do diminish the need for lower 
than market rate housing over the years ahead. Uh, Mayor Kelly Gertz with us. Uh, one of the things, this, has been, this one's been bounced back and forth uh, like a tennis ball over the net here. The question of funding for a, a new courthouse, new municipal building, whatever we choose to call it. Now, I see on this list, it, it's it's on the list, the list of 88 items uh, at a cost of about $45 million. Ultimately, to understand the process again, up to the commission, well, ultimately up to the voters, but to the commission, whether it makes the final cut. That's right. And if you look at the existing courthouse downtown on Washington Street between Washington and Hancock, it's a building that's more than 100 years old, served us well for many generations, saw its last significant expansion in 1989. We've essentially outgrown both the the space opportunity within the existing footprint. We've got an additional uh, superior court judge, an additional state court judge, and uh, at least part-time juvenile court judge Uh, sitting in that building right now. And so we just need more than we had at the time. And we've got these increasing security needs as well. I mean, I don't don't want to kind of speak too darkly about this, but you've seen some of the national stories uh, about things that have happened in courthouses. I've seen the Oconee County Courthouse reach a place where they don't let you walk through the front door. That's right. And, And so what we need is, you know, actually better people movement, better opportunity for folks who are being impaneled on juries to be able to gather. Uh, I was impaneled on a jury about eight weeks ago, and I uh, spent about half my time in the courthouse uh, w- waiting to listen to then-Judge Quick <laughs> speak to the group, craning my neck from a hallway because you couldn't fit couldn't the entire in. panel in the room. And so we just have modernization needs. And, and right, but there's a commission become, that's not necessarily on board with us. We had Commissioner Russell Edwards in talking about this. He said, listen, I'm for things that bring people to Athens. So nobody comes to Athens to see the courthouse is what he said. Yeah, the, the conversations are going to continue in earnest. And I think as commissioners have learned more, uh, you know, folks are new to their their seats. And I uh, understand when you're new to your seat, you know, you have a lot of learning to do, certainly as, as I continue to uh, as mayor. And, and I think we're going to be able to find a spot where we're able to modernize the opportunities that we provide to the entire uh, electorate out there, you know, both in terms of the courthouse and related amenities, as well as in terms of our other departments, because part of this conversation is making sure that if you're in the development community or you're a builder or you're just a homeowner who wants to put a garage up in your backyard, that you've got essentially one-stop shopping, and you can go to one location and get a hearing with all the departments that are going to have to be involved in you putting your garage in with the running water and with the pad uh, and uh, the, the other uh, code requirements. And so that's part of the conversation, too, is how do we make all of the functions of government and mesh better? And and some of that you do simply by putting people in the right places adjacent to others who do comparable work. One of the things I'm seeing, and maybe I'm missing something else, but the biggest line item I see, and again, all of this subject mm-hmm. to change, but the biggest line item I see, and if there's a bigger one, I'm just overlooking it, a Flint, Michigan avoidance project for you, for ACC, Athens, Clark County, looking to make sure we don't run into the water quality issues they did there at a cost of more than $96 million, at least earmarked now uh, on sure. this list here. So, what do we have in mind here? Uh, again, these, uh, these were projects that were submitted for prospective funding. That one was from a citizen. And so a citizen, uh, I think, you know, rightfully saw what was happening in Flint and was very concerned about that and wanted to make sure that we don't move in uh, kind of comparably difficult terrain here in Athens. Uh, we um, don't have any issues at the moment that I'm aware of. We, we do not. I'm, I'm very happy to say, in fact, we've got an award-winning uh, water supply system, Quality of Our Water Wins uh, Awards, um, kind of on the other end of the pipe. Uh, we've not been getting the kind of EPD findings that some other uh, municipalities get when it comes to the quality of what we put back into the river. So our public utilities department is doing a great job. So uh, while I think the the submitter 
uh, has some understandable concerns. I, I don't think those are concerns that we'll need to be addressing in this SPLOSS package. These things typically pass. I don't remember one locally that didn't. Uh, people will vote mm-hmm. to tax themselves, and they will see what they see as a worthwhile list of projects. My gripe with this has always been that I don't get to line item these things. I might want improvements uh-huh. at Bishop Park. I might not want improvements at Memorial Park. Or what, I mean, I, I may be right. of that mindset. I want this. I don't want that. And people will ask, why can't I? Why can't we do it that way? You, you give me a list of I don't know, 50 items, and the most popular 10 within whatever budget parameters, they're the ones that get funded. Sure. You can look at every election that you go to. You know, you elect a governor, or you elect a mayor, you elect a, a county commissioner or a council person, you elect a judge. You might like 85% of what that individual does in that seat. Hmm. And there might be 15% where you think, man, I'd go down a different road. Um, and, and it's kind of the nature of this list, too, Tim. Uh, so part of assembling the list is to get to that sweet spot where the most people feel the greatest good coming out of the, the projects in the years ahead. Very quickly, because I, I had a listener ask earlier this morning, social media, uh, Mayor Kelly Gertz with us, a new police chief going to come mm-hmm. online here in, 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 I guess, the 1st of February. Chief he, Cleveland Sproul coming on the 4th of February. All right, all right, a listener said, hey, this guy's not post-certified. I thought, well, okay. My answer was, that's a Georgia thing. This guy's coming in from out of state, North Carolina, North Carolina. I think. And, and my second thought was, why would I want to bring this up with the mayor. The mayor doesn't hire the, the police chief. The manager does. That, that, that's right. You know, sometimes uh, people just you know don't understand the kind of nature of this government, and and either they think that you pull the strings on every activity that happens on every street corner in town. Now, you're going to find out really quickly you don't whether you ever thought uh, that, you did. That's or right. Not. Yes. Not, not only don't do I do that. I'm also not Harry Potter. I don't have a magic <laughs> wand. I think sometimes it's assumed that you get one of those yeah. when you take office. Um, and, and so we're a uh, we're a mayor manager commission form of government. And so the mayor is essentially the chief policymaker uh, sets the agenda for the full body as well as for uh, committees and subcommittees thereof. Um, recommends hire of the manager, the attorney, the auditor, the municipal court judge, and the clerk of commission. And then also presents the budget to commission for consideration after assembly in concert with the, the manager. So th- those are sort of those core charter functions based on the way that state law allows us to operate. So, yeah. so I don't hire department heads like the solid waste manager of the police I, chief. I said this to somebody. I think it was Commissioner Edwards. So you guys get out there. You get all these activists shouting with you. You'll cast a vote pretty quickly. They'll be shouting at you, the same people. You as mayor, you'll find out the same thing, I'm sure, if you haven't already. Mayor Kelly Gertz, that's, that goes with the territory, I'm sure. Thanks for rolling out here this morning, though. Best of luck moving forward. Glad to be here, Tim. Thanks so much. And uh, everybody just reach out to me if you ever have questions. How do they do that? Uh, 706-369-9457 or kelly.gertz at accgov.com. I'm guessing Keisha Lance Bottoms doesn't toss the cell phone out there the way you just did. Keisha, you need to get with it, baby. (laughs) Mayor Kelly Gertz, thanks for rolling out here this morning. Thank you.